0: welcome to second
1: starts love to podcast everything fantastic strange and science fictional i'm your host matt with my co-hosts i'm bert
0: i'm katie
2: Yee partner. My name is Barry the rest I don't
1: even so know what that accent one. is.
2: Yeah, well, well, we'll circle back to that. <laughs>
1: uh, this week, uh, we're oh, back I'm a big
2: dancing lover.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, so I think we. This one, we, have, we don't have a lot of recording time. And also, um, this film is insane. So it's, we're just we going to dive get it right in. the fuck yeah. in. Yeah.
3: Um, this film, we're is Steven, talking about this film is
2: Steven Spielberg at his
3: most. Oh, this, Steven Spielberg. This, this is, is Sp- not really a Steven Spielberg joint. This is a Joe Dante do- joint. Let's get that oh,
2: right. Am? It's not oh. a Steven Spielberg
3: joint? Joe Dante is very important. It, because this that. Film-
2: this film is a Steven Spielberg film with his head firmly lodged in the trash can of ideology. It's not Steven's.
3: <laughs> but, well, okay
2: then Joe Dante's head is lodged in the trash. Somebody's eating from okay, the trash can of ideology. Okay, I mean, okay, trailer, man, trailer
3: here. Test pilot Tuck Pendleton wants
2: to make history. Supermarket clerk Jack Putter... Ah. Needs a vacation. God, Sir, I'm sorry. Jack, you're late. That's not good. You know, it's coupon day.
1: Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected into this rabbit. Rock and roll.
2: But something went wrong. And Tuck's about to get a new destination. <laughs> Inside Jack Putter i
3: a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed!
2: Now, Jack's got twice
3: the problems. How you doing, Jack? But he's double the man. I with Tuck on his side. More Moving on. Uh, just going, jump, right, jumping back into it. Joe Dante <laughs> makes fever dreams. I mean, look <laughs> also, at- Also,
2: Kathleen Kennedy apparently enables them.
3: Oh, for sure. But Joe Dante did Explorers, which I've recommended before because it's- pretty fucking wacky and he did gremlins 2 <gasps> but i
2: love gremlins 2 but it's a <laughs> fever
3: dream like yes he makes cartoons with people that are but it's not baffling
2: weird, but it's not a weird uh, to be fair i had a great time with this movie we're not gonna repeat what happened with the bridge but this is it but gremlins 2 oh, is no. a weird kind of isn't a weird kind of rapey oh. fever dream uh, whereas this... the, whereas the whereas this movie starts with this movie starts with low rent Han Solo pawing Meg Ryan and like <sighs> actively stopping her from leaving rooms she doesn't want to be in anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this uh, the the thing I figured out like two minutes into this movie, maybe maybe more. First off, it opens the same way that Uncut Gems does, like with this like so like, psychiatric like swirly thing. Uncut
2: Gems. We spend a lot of time inside of the colon of a nebbish man who's unaware of what that's they got it at. is they got it, from
3: interspace. it does then, very much look the same go on sorry
1: as soon as they play um as soon as they play sam cook i was like oh this is dipshit top gun <laughs> that's what this film is yeah it's dipshit top gun yeah top gun for dipshit i mean yes
3: but it's top gun, Quaid, who is top- fucking
1: Lena? shit top
3: <laughs> gun oh is this you could eat off those abs Top Gun isn't this insane, like, it's insane, but it's not this insane. Like, you started... Yeah, you no, started. it's the
1: dipshit's in charge.
3: <laughs> yeah, but you started talking about what happened at the beginning of the movie, and I feel like that was, like, three lifetimes ago, and it's not because the movie is long, it's because so many crazy things happen, like, I forgot the beginning of the movie even this happened. This
2: movie is... This movie is extremely very... Uh... <laughs> also, the old... Also, the old... I have one of my notes here is the old man from Gremlins question mark question mark question mark so that may, so that makes a little more sense now yeah. that I know. <laughs> yeah,
3: I think he did he might have done Gremlins 1. So so the basic premise here yeah
1: is uh, Tuck Pendleton is a hotshot fighter jet pilot who is in a secret government project to get shrunken down and put into a rabbit. Now, unfortunately for him, russians anything. or texans or whoever the fuck I, they are who <laughs> knows evil people invade the miniaturization facility the bad and guys he gets injected into the butt of martin short a really pathetic grocery store clerk who then who lives with tremendous anxiety tremendous <laughs> understandably so have you seen capitalism um and then he works at
2: safeway
3: i mean you gotta
2: um i gotta give my him note that. my note regarding martin short's character is you can tell this movie is sci-fi because a cashier can afford to go to the doctor
3: <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly he's got a, like a, a family no, doctor he like.
0: went to like a, a doctor and then like bought a, a travel agency yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 same
1: day
2: yeah man Reaganomics, I got, I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> that 725 did a lot more back then, huh?
3: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
1: Um, so, um, eventually he gets chased down, and him, uh, Martin Short, and Tuck Pendleton, Martin, well, it's not Martin Short, that's Dennis Quaid. We're Martin Short and Dennis Martin. Quaid uh, yeah. discover the power of friendship name's and Jack, whatever. steroids when Dennis Quaid's in his body, and they win the day. And along the way, they harassed the shit out of Dennis Quaid's ex-girlfriend.
3: Yes. I. Yes. I mean, I don't even know how you summed this up. Because, like, I was thinking during the movie, I have no idea how I'm going to explain the plot of it. I mean, the general... i over, over
1: lots of weird details that we're oh going to get my, okay, into the next time. Uh, okay,
3: so <laughs> the first time this movie went off the rails for me was right when Martin Short goes to the doctor, which is very early in the movie. He hasn't even been injected yet. He goes to the doctor and he's like, Doctor, I had this dream. I was in the I was in the grocery store checkout line, and this lady came up, and then it starts like intercutting a theatrical <laughs> dramatization of the dream. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And like you see like everything happen as he s- explains it. And and also there is no moral to the dream. It's like a real dream. It's like the lady comes up and she, I swiped her thing and it says a 100 billion D billion dollars. And then she gets mad and she pulls out a little tiny gun and shoots me with it. <laughs> that's And that's what happens. The movie shows you. I'm like, what? Why? Did, why <laughs> is this it, happening?
2: And then it happens. Okay.
3: Um, yeah. By the it time also, it goes off the rails the third time it actually happens in the movie. You, and then I'm losing you know, my mind.
2: You know when I knew I was in for a very special movie? That, that was that had no idea what the rails were. Was uh so oh, it's he it knows so, what rails so Chuck, are. Tom Pendleton way. was just pawing and groping and really committing a bunch of crimes with Meg Ryan. And I was like, okay. Um, but yeah. then they got to the lab, and uh, my note here: we get to the lab, the miniaturization lab. And my yes. note here is: they're all believable as actual STEM guys. No offense, Katie. They're all—they're all believable as actual STEM people and military contractors because they're a pack of uncharismatic, mushmouthed freaks. Um, (laughs) And Katie, (laughs) Katie, you are the Katie.
3: No, Katie, you're perfect. You're you're not allowed. You're not in that group at all. It's fine. Um, Um,
2: And like that. But listen, am I wrong? Like all the actors in the lab were just like, see what. mispronouncing words and had such odd diction that I was like, okay. <laughs> I was... The, 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 the same
1: way that like when, you, when you're when you a kid and you mispronounce words because you've only encountered them when you're reading them. Yeah. Or the, the way, that people, person, are, like,
2: oh, the way that people on reality TV sound where, oh, yeah, it yeah. Is st- where it is still hyper-reality. It is not the way people in documentaries sound. It is still an elevated form of reality. But it's like their idea of what hyper-reality looks like in this incredibly odd way where it's like, I don't know if good decisions were being made on the set of this film, but a lot of decisions were being made on the set but, of this film. But that's, like, how See, the would...
3: whole movie feels, is hyper-real. Like, like I was following it along, like, okay, they're nebish, like, cartoonish, like, science people, but then, like... The, the doctor runs off with the sample away from the Russian dude, and he's like, it's a huge extended chase scene where he's like doing and, stunts and, 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 and shit. This is like a
0: Steven
2: Spielberg chase scene. Are you sure this isn't Steven but Spielberg? He's,
3: he's a tubby he's a science boy with glasses doing like flips <laughs> yeah. and like motorbiking. and-
1: no, it's a Terminator 2 action sequence. Like...
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, are you saying that nerds who work in hyper specialized facilities can't also know how to do sweet stunts. First of all, I think I have watched you. Uh
2: I think I have watched you squat like twice my body weight. So uh I'm already worried I displeased you with my first comment. Please madam don't break me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sure you could I'm sure you could outrun any car that you fit your Titanic
3: will. I I think what Katie is saying is that all of the portrayals of science people are highly accurate in this movie. <laughs> they do yeah. do stunts, and yes, okay. Yeah. Um, do they get shrunken How? down to half of their size and have to climb on not each other half. to use the telephone
2: <laughs> for reasons for reasons that are not sex?
3: <laughs> Maybe uh,
2: I, I really want to emphasize that all of the shrinking. Uh, They're are are at least half sex the,
3: with with the lady doctor.
2: I would emphasize that all of the shrinking and embiggening in this movie is not a sex thing. It's not a sex thing. <laughs> it's not. Yeah.
1: No. Okay. But like the, the way the movie evolves with the relationship between Dennis Quaid, Meg Ryan
3: and Martin oh, Short. You, oh, you
1: mean the thrumple?
2: To, you mean the thrumple? It, it does feel like a poly couple at the it's end of it.
3: very, <laughs> it's very awkward all over the entire movie. It's just like, why? And, I thought, I thought the way the movie was going to go was like, Wendy would, like, the minute Wendy shows up at the club, I'm like, oh, maybe he'll, like, realize he's actually into Wendy and not into Meg Ryan, and, and, (laughs) and Dennis Quaid is convincing of that, and then immediately, like, like, a minute later, Wendy's like, Oh, I just want to let you know I've had sex with every single person I work with except you, and you're the only one I'm attracted to, and I'm not even really this paraphrasing movie, this line. That is what she movie, says.
2: This movie is I'm Joe Dante telling on, telling on his libidinal subconscious constantly. And also speaking. Speaking of that character, whose name Jack I forget. Jack Putter.
1: That's his name. Speaking Jack, Jack Putter, Putter. So good.
2: So what, one of the things I was thinking <laughs> of, especially when I when we got to a lot of the like funnier parts that I realized it was in San Francisco, is like, so one of the only MCU movies that I really like a lot, and like enough to repeatedly watch, is Ant-Man. Because I think it's like a, f- a fun, like genuinely kind of like witty and charming, like heist movie, um, with an interesting visual tone. Uh, And then I watched this film, and I was like, oh, oh, Ant-Man is literally just shittier, shittier this. And this this is, and to be fair, Ant-Man's already a funny film, but this, but this film has lines like, and Martin Short fucking under, under underappreciated in his era. Uh, Underappreciated now. There's lines like. (laughs) <laughs> There's lines like "looking forward to any shipboard romance." Well, as long as it isn't too exciting, that just like and me saying it doesn't even communicate. It's yeah. just Martin Short, like that was the moment where I was like, I was really checked out because of the Pendleton pawing at Meg Ryan shit, and then the Spielberg chase got me, and then for some reason Martin Short saying, "Well, as long as it's not too exciting," and the delivery <laughs> just like right. I was putty in their hands because I'm I'm a real sucker for that like. Old but, kind of humor that's just like up yeah. and falling on a dowager's chest, you know? I like
3: <laughs> Martin Short, though. Like I feel like he's really funny, understated, but he does a lot of wacky physical. Like, he's shaking his face around in this movie. Like, done for
2: Jim Carrey.
3: Yeah, and they have the musical, mon- the awful dance montage. Woof, oh, boy. And. But like, yeah, when he, I remember like he has a few lines. It's just like, oh, right. He's a comedian. Like he's doing, right. he's doing jokes. And I get the feeling it was probably ad-libbed. He was like, can I say this? And they're like, ah, oh, that's there, funny. There
1: was some of that. Like, uh, apparently when they were filming the Martin short scenes, Dennis Quaid was on set. So he'd like be talking to Martin behind the that's, camera. That's great. interacting <laughs> With him as they were going through it. Hey. Yeah. And, and they, Martin Short would occasionally like freestyle on it as like Dennis Quaid's like, can I like work with this?
3: I mean, they do do a lot with the concept to try to doo-doo. get com- like, yes, do do. They they do a lot of like um, somebody says something to Martin Short and Dennis Quaid also says it to Martin Short and he has like the same response or something like that. You know, like it's it's kind of clever. It's a nice idea. But there's well, also that's... like 8000 weird fucking things going
1: on. <laughs> well, like the, the weird parts of this film, like, again you talk about the surreality or hyperreality of it (sighs) when the first time that tuck pendleton dennis quaid's character connects the device to the inside of jack putter's ear to talk to him it's at the doctor's office and then (gasps) so so so, like jack has explained to the doctor what this voice inside is telling him and he thinks he's demonically possessed right and the doctor's like well you know usually demons they try to, like, make you hurt other people. They don't just, like, tell you what to do. Right. And, like, like, are like, what, what is the
2: special thing?
3: Did you collect him in He's, med school? It's like... a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: will I will say this movie, and I want to I circle back to the grocery store, because I also was driven insane watching that woman smash all the fucking eggs when she was bagging the groceries, <laughs> and then remembering that people used to just smoke in grocery stores. Uh, but there used to just get-ass be ashtrays on fucking monkeys. Um But... I was remembering, so I don't think he, he he wasn't saying, well, it's a demon, medically it's a demon, he was humoring a crazy, he was humoring a crazy person, and this movie is making me realize, like, as shitty as it is to be a crazy person in the 21st century, fuck me, Ronan, it sucks, like, he starts the movie off with, like, an anxiety disorder, and like that alone has everybody in his life be like this fucking he's ruined this his fucking whole life. Group. Yeah, this what a there's jambering cuckoos. gonna have about a hysteria. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and then he goes to the doctor. And he's like, doctor, I'm hearing voices, <laughs> which is a lot. That is. Alarming. If that is a suddenly appearing I th- thing, you need to be like tested. For, you need to be tested for some kind of poisoning. Or I like, are you having a psychotic episode?
3: Yeah, I think the notion is that he's so nebbish, He always goes into the doctor and com- and whines to try to see if he's gonna die. You know, mm-hmm. and so the doctor's just used to it. And he's like, oh, God, what's he doing this time? So now he comes in, he hears voice. He's like, Oh, you're probably psycho, but not really. You know, it's just kind of like, let me get rid of this guy so I can. Yeah. Get, yeah, get my insurance markup or whatever. Um <laughs> it's okay, I feel like I don't I mean, Meredith as a fiction writer, I would assume a lot of fiction is written like what if this happened? You know, like that's the that's how you come up with the, the premise for most fiction. Yeah, and I feel like Joe Dante's method is wouldn't it be zany if so like even on even like the the most microscopic no pun intended level like like when she's bagging the groceries and she slams the eggs and i feel like joe tante's like ooh wouldn't it wouldn't it be wacky if she just jams the eggs in there it's like it's everything is like a weird cartoon reality yeah
1: well but like everything is so perfectly i think what i appreciate about this movie so much is that there's a perfect economy of communicating what the characters are about the reason she's bagging the groceries so she is because she doesn't care. Yes. She's just a hornball. And, like, yes. everything about each character, it feels like they're caricatures. Yes. But, like, each character is sort of, like, dialed in on everything they do is about who they are as a character. And to an almost so absurd degree. About it. Yeah, but it is pure, yeah. for
3: sure. It's very... You'd you'd really like explorers because it's it's very childish cliff, in a way. All the time, like it's a childish concept of reality where everything's like hyper absurd and and over the. See, top. I think
1: this is this this movie is told from the position of Jack Putter. That's that's that. I just realized oh, that. Jesus. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have that dream sequence with him at the beginning, Jack Putter. Yeah, like, but then the actually really user.
3: happens in reality. What yeah, but what we're, in but the we're world, in Jack's space? Like it, it reaches a point for of hyper reality where it bends the 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 premise of believability. You're like, Ooh, That's what because Jack's a hypochondriac? <laughs> but he had a he had a dream a very specific dream that then played out in reality three scenes later.
1: Yeah. That
3: He's which means psychic. which God's real he
1: can see the aliens. future. Oh. <laughs> what? Uh. Jack's the Quezot Totoro. The
2: sleeper, the sleeper has awakened.
1: Yeah. Speaking of that, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to get this one out because I was thinking about it. Considering Dennis Quaid from this film. I'd love to consider Dennis Quaid. Who, and who is acting drunk a lot. And then you have the character of Randy Quaid's drunk pilot, also a drunk pilot. You know, Dennis Quaid's a drunk pilot in this film, a drunk pilot in Independence Day. Mm mm-hmm. There has to be some kind of genetic memory that the Quaid brothers have tapped into. <laughs> that is like drunk pilot. They're like their great great grandfather, the bastard children like a of John World McCain, World War One <laughs> biplane drunk asshole. Well, did you, not, did you not Quaid their or something? Original fa-
2: their original family name is Daedalus. <laughs>
1: like, they're just pulling from the genetic memory. Great.
2: To make it. This, I did get
1: it. Yes. To make this acting force because it's so fucking real how drunk they are all the time.
2: It's very real. Um, um. And also, as an adult, like, I remember I watched Independence Day when I was a kid, and, like, as an adult who has finally reckoned with the history of alcoholism in my family and who has had more than one tequila sunrise, <laughs> like, it don't, seem as, it don't seem as cute or as charming anymore. No, it, it seems like I want to like get them help. This it seems like it's it's pain. less
3: Dennis Quaid and more Randy Quaid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <that goes on. laughs> oh, the arc that we all must travel. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you either
2: you either die you either die at Dennis or live long enough to see yourself become Randy.
1: Well, let's downshift into the racism of the film. <laughs> oh, okay. And so, so well, we talked gonna, about it. Like, you know, off, I'm going
2: to hand this off to Katie. I don't yes, know what about is, this Jack,
1: Jack Putter um, gets entangled because he meets up with Dennis Quaid's ex girlfriend, uh, Meg Ryan. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, asking where Tuck is, where this special project is that she apparently knows about. And then they fall into the sort of like corporate intrigue, espionage section of the film where uh, apparently the Ruskies. Are out for this miniaturization technology. Why? Because they're evil Russians and they can't invent anything themselves, so they must copy Americans and our kick ass ing- ingenuity. Mm-hmm. But to do this, we are introduced to the character of the cowboy, played by sci fi uh, character actor Robert Picardo. Mm-hmm. And Katie's initial read on this character was.
0: Uh, I thought that they were, I mean, either way, it's a bad brown face thing that was going on yes. um from my perspective because like i couldn't really place whatever accent that he was trying to fake um i read him as um you know latino or um of that uh, like latin american ancestry um specifically like in texas like that's that's like what i see every day especially like in with like so many roots tied to like mexico and central america like that those are the cowboys I see most of the time are people who are decked to the nines, uh, usually non-white. Um, vaqueros, right? Vaqueros, yeah, which is, like, the original, like, by the way, like cowboy is taken from the word vaquero, so, like, that's... Buckaroo. Yeah, buckaroo as well. Um, so, like, to me, like, that just made perfect sense um, that rather... I read it as, like, oh, this is, like, this is supposed... To, this is a white person in brownface, and the brownface they're doing right. is supposed to be, like, um, you know, of, of Hispanic or Latin ancestry. And um, I, it was just made even worse when we all made the discovery that's, like, oh, no, he's supposed to be Middle Eastern. Like, oh, okay, great. yeah. That's I so- feel like
3: I made that discovery, like, five seconds. It, it was, like, a... It's exactly like this movie. It's, like, a giant whirlwind of what the fuck is going on like it's like you're watching on a, a guy on a plane and then it's like he looks like c thomas howell as the soul man with a cowboy hat on and you're like oh and he, no and, and then he lights a cigar he's lighting uh, a cigar and, and he immediately... also starts talking and he sounds like he's Doing some kind of Hispanic, he's accent? doing a Walter
1: Koenig. He's doing a Walter Koenig impersonation. That's what he's doing.
3: It sounds like, Hispanic to me. He's like, oh, thank you, you know, or whatever. And sounds, I'm like, okay. This is
2: this is part of where it came from for me. He sounds like he sounds like the. Is really dad or grandpa of a not insignificant number of people I know. Like, hey, hello, hey, I'm one of your American cowboy man. That's uh, five hey, accents. How do you say I'm? How do you say I'm cowboy? I'm loving to take the technology. Bang, bang.
3: So <laughs> then, then he puts out the cigar in his hand, like on his hand, like the palm of his hand. Because again, wouldn't it be wacky if he did that? I guess. And then. Then he picks up a magazine and it's like a, it's in like Arabic. He's reading an Arabic magazine on the plane, and he has a necklace that. What I I don't know what, what is what they're going for at all. It's it's all like really I, unnecessary for like so many reasons. Like why?
0: Like. It,
1: well, it's a cartoon. This is a cartoon movie, so you have to have a racist thing in a cartoon, right?
0: Yeah, I guess it was the '80s, so it's you know we got to get all these white actors and brownface. To I
3: mean. Even like I know it, it is racist, but like, it's not even like specifically racist. It's just so like eight things at once. Like, it's it's not white, generic <laughs> enough that it's just like
0: layers on layers of racist because they didn't yeah. even know what kind of brown face they wanted to apparently go for.
3: I mean, I'm surprised he didn't start sumo wrestling somebody. Like, they're just <laughs> like they're just jumping around. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I mean, it was baffling, and then like.
2: And also, like, how do you think the Iranians got Velcro when they're explaining what he uh, does? Like, what?
3: What? Have you, I mean, have you ever thought about that? No, I never did. I. Is that a thing? No,
2: why do you <laughs> Velcro? It's nice. <laughs> um.
3: Really, like, I mean, there's nothing, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense, but around this time, like, the cowboy, wait, no, the Russian guy shows up. He steals Jake Jack from the restaurant when he's talking to Meg Ryan and like the, the knockoff Terminator. OK,
1: OK. Great value. Not, not even great value. Dollar store Terminator. So that's who he is. This is
3: around when I started to lose my mind. The great value Terminator like gets hit with a stun gun. Uh, Jack does. And the great value Terminator like steals, abducts him, goes outside. His oh. car is getting towed why i don't know because russians russians don't understand wouldn't it be wacky if his car got towed so then (laughs) he's hold on he sees a refrigeration truck beats up the driver steals the truck shows up to his boss's place the boss has a license plate that says sub-zero and he keeps talking about the truck like it's his truck but the guy just stole the truck. And then he's like, "You know what? Let's keep driving and I'll go in the back of the truck and talk to the man who is like cartoonishly freezing." And I'm like, "Nothing makes sense." Like and then the and then the speech he gives inside and like the way that this villain
2: is described as like uh the way that this villain is described as like fucking he's described as like ju- like Jimmy Ho- like, Jimmy Hoffa comes up? That's Cowboy. He's the like, Cowboy
3: has Jimmy Hoffa's watch in his desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then this guy is like, and then this guy is giving a speech too. and we've fucking, we've passed a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It was incredibly very, but like, and he gives a speech about like, not a pretty, uh, yeah, he's talking about where he got his like, jacket. And he's yeah. describing, he's describing like, the Inuit peoples, and he's not using nice words. So- he's like, not a Not a pretty people, Jack, but Stout Hunters. So,
3: the back of the truck is freezing so hard that Martin Short has, like, white icicles, and he's literally and and he's got, like, white paint all over him, or whatever nonsense they used to like. He's frosted over, and the guy's like, I'm gonna sit in the back of the truck and talk to him the whole time, and he goes back there and just monologues. Just, (laughs) and he's not even cold. Why does, why? What? why and then like there's so many things like that in this movie where it's like i i started to lose track of like okay well i want to
2: cover really quick the ways in which this movie is very specifically adolescent and libidinal yes um so first of all it's like a magic school bus episode they are deeply and vigorously exploring Martin Short's body. There we go. (laughs) I've already said it. Um, It is in a
1: sense We inject him into the butt. It is is in a sense
2: a delayed coming of age story. Um, The extended dance sequence is like a bizarre macho initiation ritual. Uh, It's wild that they drove after that uh, the 80s were a strange
3: time. Yeah. Oh, that's um, right. He's like, are you are you sober enough to drive? And he's like, are you sober enough to yeah, drive? Yeah, that's am fine. Like he's left like, left. smack I'm yourself fine. three times. And he does really yeah. hard. And then he's like, well, now we're driving. It's fine.
2: Yeah, and all, this whole time, by the way, we have gone, I timed it, an hour without hearing from the movie's romantic lead. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, like, the whole thing's just like libidinal PUA stuff that would be upsetting if it weren't just so like such a weird void to look into like they meet a lady doctor and talk Tuck- pendleton's like what that's a doctor what? Like,
3: oh but she th- she has sex that's what she does she has sex and then
2: for and then they're talking and then they're like at the table talking to meg ryan and like pendleton is coaching him through it and this is a direct convers, a direct, or the first time that he meets Meg Ryan, it's like, don't let her take control of the conversation. Be aggressive, dominate. He her. Says, don't be a wisp-us. Dominate her. That's dominate what he her. says. Dominate her. Don't be a wispus. Be me. And then, like at a later point, I think Martin Short or somebody's like, there's not a lot of time for explanations when they just spent a an- a fucking hour <laughs> drinking. A fucking hour Drinking brown liquor straight from the (laughs) bottle And having a dance party And then fucking They go to the dinner They go to the dinner Martin Short goes to the bathroom And is standing against the urinal Talking to his dick And another man comes in and says he's talking
1: to tuck but he thinks says, play, thinks with, he's it, to play his dick.
2: with it pal don't talk to it and then tuck says you're going to be small forever and the guy's <laughs> like and the guy's like like why is the dog on the desk why is the why is the lady's office why is the sexy why is the man's office in the corner of it it's in the warehouse? corner of a garage why is
1: why is the woman villain horny like <laughs> okay i have more questions i think there's actually something like actually <laughs> I, I i think in the the pickup artist thing you, you touch on something that i think is interesting to, to tease out yes but also it's almost like childishly immature in the sense of like a teenager doing pickup artistry not like an adult yeah. because like th- there's a certain element of like
0: i am shocked this movie <laughs> big jokes and uh, like when Martin Short goes pee pee in public, immature. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, not even a regular pee
2: choke It's, um, <laughs> it's it's a man dead eyed in a quiet bathroom staring at his lap, going, "You're gonna be small forever. Like <laughs> well, I, you'll never grow ever I again." Had, I have had something like this experience at a women's restroom, and it wasn't funny. <laughs> no. It was deeply upsetting. Like I've had a woman sit down in the stall next to me and physically attack the toilet paper dispenser while another woman in the stall on the other side rocked back and forth and muttered, please don't take a screenshot, please don't take a screenshot. For 10 minutes, and like, this is that. This is not, people didn't sit down and like rip a big wet shit and like pee pee too much pee pee from their feet. But this is like, all that's needed is a very slight change in the actor's tone of voice or like the background music for this to be an episode of Twin Peaks.
1: Let's see, this is the thing though. Like, there's a certain element of, um, I don't know, I don't know what the right term is, like, um, there's a certain element of emasculation though in what happens to talk because he can't actually do anything. He has to go through Jack. That's his whole thing. Like he actually can't. Well, yeah, because his identity is his sexuality. Ultimate yeah. cuck. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, imagine Imagine being Tuck Pendleton And having your bull And having Cuck Pendleton And your bull is Your bull is Martin Short oh, Playing Jack man. Imagine getting bulled by Martin Short His name imagine is that Short that fucking Imagine that fucking Erica Moen comment <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but it's Doug it's Pendleton telling you how cool. He's like, shut up, up, I'm gonna take your wife. And now. it's Martin Short saying, like, shut the fuck up Get out of here. I'm about Ryan now.
3: Okay, um So I also have a list of things that are that are don't, that don't make any sense that I need to go through because I'll lose my mind. It's basically around where the movie Okay, I will be honest. The last third of this movie it really felt like Tammy and the T Rex, and and, and a, I, that's good in my opinion. But like with good production values, I don't think it, Matt. I don't think you need production values, but that's fine. So they're okay. They've the the evil people finally capture Martin Short and take him to their own miniaturization lab and put a giant android man in him. It's not an android man; it's a guy in a mech suit. They shrink him down and put him in dollar a dollar store Terminator. Okay. They go to inject the android man in him and they start they start quibbling about what their plan is. Like, they have an entire huge lab for miniaturizing things and they had all day. I don't know, they've had forever and they're like, well, let's start talking about how we're going to do this now that we've got him strapped out and we have him in the syringe. It's like, what? they Okay, there's also a precedence for Meg Ryan and Martin Short kiss and Tuck goes into Meg uh, Meg Ryan's body through that. Through kissing. It's already insane. It's fine. But but I was like, fine, I'm watching an insane movie. Okay, then like, the thing is... So, how,
2: yeah, how did you know you think kissing works?
3: I don't know, but regardless. <laughs> so like, fine, we have a precedent now that they can kiss and Tuck can go in between. Whatever, I don't care. Like, 15 minutes later... Then saliva goes to the... well. Ray. I no, I know Love I know where inside, you're though. this is another problem. It, yeah, it goes to the womb somehow and he figures out that she's pregnant. But where I'm going with this actually is
0: different type of kissing then.
3: Oh, oh <laughs> Hey <laughs> Yipes. No, but fifteen minutes later they figure Look. it out because she's like Oh, he's in my body now because he's playing this song in my head. <laughs> and then they kiss again. Why would you do that? Like, they're all trying to kill Martin Short, and they think he's in Martin, and, and immediately... And also,
2: she's got a fetus inside her from the night that she did not want to have sex with him. Oh,
3: God. That's bad. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, once they kiss, he goes back into Martin Short's body, and immediately Martin Short's like, Oh, hey, I have an evil android in there that's trying to kill you, by the way. Just be It's like, fucker, Why did you, like, just leave him in Meg Ryan's body so he won't die instantly? Like, I don't know... Duh, I was also also speaking
2: of the Russian in the suit. Are we going to talk about the fact that Jack has, in a very real sense, eaten a whole human being? <laughs> <laughs> it's boring. Are we going to talk about? So he has the he's Amy Klobuchar. No, he has the same num Listen, listen. Yo, this has been this has been bothering me so much. The Russian has the same number of cells. And I will say this movie handles, like, all the density and weight problems better than Ant-Man did, by just kind of not addressing them. That Russian man has the exact number of cells that a large mush- Russian man would have in his body. And they contain all of the glucose oh. and protein that was in them before he was in piggin Oh, what the fuck is going on? The, the science, GI tract? the science, AI
3: The science makes no sense. Pr- I mean, and also
2: it's prior uh, Philosophy now. <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> yeah, you immediately get cryonics disease if you just eat a whole man. <laughs> the bones.
1: The bones. Uh, and also, like, and Short can go so to heaven
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't think if you've eaten a whole person you get to go to heaven
1: like, okay. right, well, I'll, I'll let the climax in more detail. So after the kiss he goes tucks back in uh, Jack Putter's body. he meets up with the uh, Russian the the dollar store Terminator and they go into Jack's stomach where he makes Jack freak out so that Jack's stomach acid gets up and the way that the Russians' miniaturization costume is designed, he gets fucking digested. And then there is the best special effects shot of the movie, this fucking skeleton <laughs> floating outside the miniaturization pod. It's kind of like It's smooth, so smooth. Tammy and the T-Rex. But then Chuck Pendleton
2: then... tells Jack, you digested him! And Jack's like, well i ate a
3: man i ate if a man if you fine.
2: told me hey hey meredith <laughs> you just digested a whole human being I think my first thought would probably be something unreasonable, like, "Well, that's not kosher." Uh, but, my next, but my next thought would be like, "I." To, my next know? thought would be, "I have to talk to a rabbi." <laughs> like, there has to be some kind of a reckoning for this. I'm <laughs> just
3: imagining the poster uh, of the movie. I don't
1: movie. think there's anything in the Talmud that specifically says you can't.
3: I'm just imagining oh. the the poster of the movie saying like, inner Space." Can you go to heaven if you swallow a man whole? Like, that's the tagline right above <laughs> Dennis Quaid's smiley ass face like <laughs> right I do have one more okay one more insane thing on the notes Uh, what is with the Alice in Wonderland stakes at the end what the fuck is that like they put the chip in which by the way is shaped like a sprocket I don't know how that works but they put it in they're gonna like embiggen Dennis Quaid and save his life and they, they turn on the computer and it's like e- eat or drink <laughs> what and then and then yeah, immediately immediately Meg rides like it's just like an Alice in Wonderland. Martin Short is he's just like Alice in Wonderland where she eats or drinks to get bigger or smaller. But I don't remember which one is what.
0: And we know that that's insane because of what Meredith pointed out, which is STEM nerds don't know anything except for stuff about science. So no one would have actually read a book that was
3: well. To be fair, this was Martin Short. Every nobody else is <gasps> covered up and to they, think
0: know, they do know about like EDM and stuff. <laughs>
3: But this is all sound logic. I was just, I was, I felt like I was losing my mind. Also,
2: And really quick, I just want to point out, and this is, we can talk more about the movie. I want to point out that this movie ends the way that Dragon Ball Super begins <laughs> with. The villains being rendered eternal, basically helpless children who are, for the rest of their pathetic lives, going to be nipping at the ankles of the titans who bested them. They're just um, little little wee people. The, the, the bad guys in this are the same as Emperor Pilaf in Dragon Ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I held it together through this movie, and I, I watched it like in, in little pieces. So I held it together. Um, I only went insane around the wedding sequence.
3: It's really yeah. crazy. It lasted well, quite a while then. It, yeah. the very end, yeah.
0: I, I, because too many things happened. It's like I got overwhelmed. It's like being overstimulated. But about like everything that was happening, like mouth kisses with the thruple, who I guess are all officially married now. <sighs> the whole, like, I'm going to buck the expectations. And then... The horny lady and the doctor are apparently all... Yeah, oh yeah. Everyone is so fucking horny in this movie that has so much yeah. stick Martin short comedy.
2: Yeah, everybody's V, everybody's v Horny. Which Which movie is
3: one. more horny, interspace or Tammy and the T-Rex?
1: Um, hmm. I can't really speak to that. Tammy and the T-Rex feels more um, lascivious. It feels more like prurience to me than like this film. This I'm film love, feels, like, I'm horny. This, feels like
2: I'm loving the word usage.
1: <laughs> Tabian the T-Rex feels like we have Denise Richards and her tits, so let's show those both off. Whereas this is like unbridled sexuality is just like there with everyone. This
2: is like not this is not that horny. This is like there's a psychoanalyst yeah. just off screen, furiously scribbling. <laughs> yeah, and, like, well, I'm, and, like I'm, I'm sweating. I'm not like, 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 masturbating, sweating yeah. because he's about to get published in three different academic journals. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie has cigars in it, you know, and you know what those mean? Like this movie's going all out with the Freudian stuff. It's it's. uh I mean, it has a dad literally look at his giant baby kid. Like in the womb. It's it's out of control. Uh sometimes, in fact, a
2: cigar is a Syrian cowboy played by an <laughs> Italian character actor.
3: Who's had his face changed. Oh man, the minute you, That whole fucking scene. Oh my god. Literally he's he knocks out the cowboy in his hotel room I mean, this is just for the audience at home. He he knocks out the cowboy in his in his hotel bathroom and then he, he ties him up and puts him in the bathtub and, and Dennis Quaid's like, okay, I'm analyzing his face. So this will just be real quick, but I'm just going to change your face into his face. And you're like, wait, how? What? We could do that? What? No consent. Yeah. He, he's like, is it going to hurt? He's like, yeah. And then he just. <laughs> Body horror. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Cronenberg joint all of a sudden. And I'm like, whoa, I, I, I was just. Okay. I don't know whether I liked or hated this. I, I didn't hate it. It was so off the rails insane. Like It's
1: like when you eat like a, a very strange fruit. And you're like, I've never had this before. I
3: don't know how I feel about Matt, this. Matt, how many times have you seen this? Uh, I watched it a lot
1: when I was growing up because uh, my family... I don't know if I can say this and be like a federal crime. <laughs> there, there's lots of movies that we saw over and over again after we rented them from the block. I got you. Have you so, oh, yeah, I'm sure they'll yeah, come after Yeah, I watched
3: a lot. Um, have you... Okay, so... As a man who was straight edge up until last year, which is a long time, I rarely ask this, but have you ever seen this on drugs? Because I am no. actually curious. Yeah, because I, I watched it this time. I am actually curious, like what would happen to your brain? If oh, you... I've never. Oh. Like really
0: Um. It was the part where I just laughed a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what kind of drugs use <laughs> a lot too. Stupid. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be
2: honest. I don't. The yeah, on weed, it would just be funny. Yeah. Um, and it's I like think a on. I think that on mushrooms or acid, it would just be. On mushrooms or acid, I don't think it could hold my attention.
3: Uh, um, on mus- see, yeah, on yeah.
2: mushrooms or acid, you need stuff like Enter the Void
1: to so like, but, like my
2: experience something like colorful and
3: crazy. Yeah, like mm-hmm. aesthetic.
1: Uh, well, I was. Yeah, I was, even then, I was watching uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, my friend was Ugh. like sitting for me as I was sh- as I was tripping and stripping uh Wonder Woman was on and I was just like struck by how pointless the entire film was yeah <laughs> just like totally meaningless <laughs> the fight climax at the end was meaningless it was also a bunch of like bright pictures and just like how totally irrelevant <laughs> everything about wow. it was and I was like oh okay yeah yeah wow and it was a moment of clarity and like actually, it sour my opinion of the film because I thought it was like kind of okay before, and I was like,
3: "Oh, that's so yeah, welcome, that's so pointless. Welcome to my existence. I don't even need drugs for that."
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, son, are you experiencing the full br- the full bore of <laughs> reality without any without any like chemical filters to nullify yes, pain? Dad.
1: Always have been, Dad. <laughs>
3: uh, God. <laughs> God. Um, Who. There's this movie has
2: a lot of ideology going on. <laughs> uh, trash.
3: Can we can we check in on on uh, Mr. Zizek on that? Is that possible? Uh,
1: in the film inner space. In the film inner
2: space. Uh, My good, you will find that the true uh, revolutionary trash film uh, innovation of the of the movie by Giordante and so on uh, and <laughs> so on that the, the Laconian uh, concept of the Laconian concept of the super ego and the it is reversed. Uh, the character of Jack played by Martin Short, a, a famous American catamite is a uh, Normally, embodies the uh, the overpowering anxieties of the superego, uh, and yet is forced into the role of action uh, of the E. Meanwhile, Tucker Pendleton, a famous uh, famous Southern American, one of the famous Southern American uh, sky, Ra- sky rapists, uh, sky <laughs> by Michael. He's, uh, he's made to uh, mere, merely hang back and Hector in a womanish, uh, womanish way, like Judith Butler, constantly with <laughs> uh, the neck. To try and husband the uh, urges of the super, of the nowadays, super ego. I'm so <laughs> or I, I wish
3: I'm- I. I wish you could take this on the road. I really do. I,
2: this is the audience of people who care. Exactly. About <laughs> no,
1: um. exactly. <laughs> I, could, I have absolute faith. I, I wanted to make sure I stayed out of the way of that excellent performance. <laughs> um, I have absolute faith that our audience of all the people, all fifteen of you, are going to love the shit out of that.
2: <laughs> I mean, listen. Oh, you i going to get it. A- I got to. I got to talk about Jacques Lacan. I got to.
1: I a cat of <laughs> I'm
3: gonna get. I'm gonna get a call from my mom. Like, what? Who was? Who was Meredith imitating? I don't understand. <laughs> like, oh no. Well, have you, well, mother, have you ever heard of Slovenia? <laughs> <laughs> mom, do you know about the uh, the dump the the dumpster of ideology that we all exist? In?
2: <laughs> mother, have you ever heard of a book called A Pervert's Guide to Film?
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> she has that. Chris that's I get a great Christmas book idea.
2: It's mother great. did you Mother, did you ever hear that there was a man who called uh a living obscenity? But he said it in a very wet way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um I can That's our, our take <laughs> on <laughs> inner space. Uh I think this film is quite fascinating for countless levels of Entertainment and thoughts, and you're you're gonna find something that will entertain you uh, in one way or another. It it
3: it is a popcorn film for sure. I I don't even think I could eat popcorn watching this. I would just be like too fixated on trying to figure out what's happening. Um, if I if I recommended T Tam- Rex, I have to recommend this. So it was enjoyable.
2: It was it was an enjoyable film. Yeah.
3: Cool.
1: Uh, where can we find y'all on social media?
3: Um, I'm at Refreshing Time and at Coriolis Music with a new release if you want to check that out.
0: I'm at Anime AnimeWeedFart69. No further commentary. <laughs> I'm having a really
2: bad day, but that did still make me smile. <laughs> um, I'm at uh, Mare, M-E-R underscore squared. Uh,
1: you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, M underscore S underscore Nelson. Uh, follow the cast at Second Star Cast. Email us secondstarcast at gmail.com. Thank you for your support. Um, and we'll have more information coming about how you can best support us and the work that we're doing in the coming weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful day. Remember,
2: if you see Judith Butler <laughs> on the road, you must kill her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um...